0: He's a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well-respected national high school football recruiting analyst.
1: Craig, Craig Biggin? Together
0: they bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent tr- 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 truth. Ha <laughs> ha. Welcome, welcome. You're now listening live to the transparent truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. I'm in the house, Cerritos, California, with a goat, <laughs> Greg Biggins. Greg Biggins, what's good? What's good, Keith? How you feeling today, man? It's, it's Tuesday, good. recording on pretty Tuesday. Good.
1: Yeah? Feeling pretty good. Okay. Sure.
0: Yeah, you don't have that sweater on this week, I see.
1: Dude, I, I know, man. I was getting sunburned <laughs> in your kitchen last week, so I thought I'd go... T-shirt. You're going to topless, huh? <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, I hear you, man. So uh,
0: glad to have you guys listening in to us. Man, it's the Transparent Truth. We're out here recording live on a Tuesday. A lot of things we're going to bring you today. We're going to start off with recruiting. Uh, then we're going to go to our sleeper. We got a, a nice little sleeper out in the Ventura area. And then we're going to take it to the Adidas tournament. A little recap with GB. Then we're going to kind of bring this baby to a close. A little bit of a short show today. But nonetheless, we got a lot of really good information. We're going to start off with our Recruiting
1: News. GB, take it away. So we had a couple of commitments over the last week. How about Michigan getting a quarterback by the name of Cade McNamara. Early, early Notre Dame commit. And at the time he committed, uh, didn't have the national offers that he has now. Seemed like Radford side day was over. All of a sudden, some of the big boys came. I want to say Alabama came. I want to say Clemson might have come. Yeah. Um, Georgia might have come. Yeah. Uh, USC... Michigan was the school though I guess that he really liked a lot and it was kind of funny when I talked to him one night I almost thought he was from Northern California not Nevada because he was talking about the you know the Harbaugh team and how he grew up watching the teams at Stanford and and when Harbaugh coached the 49ers sure and just I go were you from you know that area he goes no I've always lived in Nevada just like those teams I kind of felt like Michigan was a team that Cade liked a lot and Sure enough, Coach Keith, Yeah, he's a Wolverine. It pulls the trigger, man. Kate's a nice kid. I saw him this past weekend at the uh, big Adidas tournament and uh, he plays for our guy, Coach T. Yep. Coach T. Terrence. Yeah. Um, so he is going to Michigan, and then also uh, Upland DBs are on Manley, committed to Cal. I want to say that was on Monday. Big, long, 6'2 corner uh, who can run and a pretty good athlete. So Manley's kind of an underrated, under-the-radar kid. He transferred into Upland. Uh, after playing somewhere else this past year. But uh, that's Cal's first commitment of the 2019 class. That's a nice pickup, I think, to get the ball rolling for the Bears. I think Manley's a guy who's, uh, who's not even close to tapping his potential, how good he can be three, four years from, the, from now.
0: Yeah, no question. Josh Wilcox, Wilcox, the head coach at University of Cal, speaking to him in the past, we've had past conversations, he loves man-to-man corners. He understands that to stop the run, you got to commit numbers to the box. He likes man-to-man, physical, long, athletic corners that can get on the highway and run, also with the feet and hips to kind of challenge underneath routes So. Good pickup based on need and want for the Cal Bears
1: up in Berkeley. Zeron Manley, long, athletic, playmaker. We had a few of our top guys out west taking unofficial visits over the weekend. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau from Oaks Christian in Calabasas. We see her Micah Pittman. Both both visited Florida. I heard those visits went really, really well. Kayvon was originally supposed to go to Florida State as well, but that ended up getting canceled. And I believe what happened was there was no students on campus, so they wanted to maybe schedule him for another time when they could have a Maybe show him the real deal. And then Pittman reportedly loved his visit to Florida. He cut his list down to, to ten schools. Kind of a big list still. Um, I should have that list in front of me, but I don't. Like yeah. he's down to ten. Right. Take it down to five. It, it doesn't really mean much for me, you know what I'm saying? No, oh, no question. T- 10 about it. 10 to 10, you might as well have 30. Yeah, yeah no so question. He's got about it, 10. Man. Florida is obviously on that list, and, and, and Micah loved that trip. You know, not surprising to me, but I think surprising to some people. USC, where his older brother Michael Pittman is a current redshirt. No, not a redshirt. He's going to be no. a junior. Sure, Never junior. redshirted. Uh, he's at USC. USC did not make the cut right. for him. And, and I kind of, you know, talking to Micah, I got that sense that he kind of wanted to go in a different direction. I think if he stays locally— I think UCLA is probably the team to beat if he were to leave the area I would watch out for some of these national schools I know Florida gave him a lot to think about and then Bruce McCoy number one rated player out west took an unofficial visit to Colorado nice for their spring game which is kind of funny I was talking to some people uh talking to my guy uh Juice Hawkins Juice. Juice Juice yep uh and he was talking about Cal and obviously he's got his son there um but they haven't started spring ball and Colorado just had their spring game so it's kind of hmm. funny how ahead of ahead Colorado is. Yeah, so they're sure. done with spring ball and had their spring game, so Big Brew took a visit to Colorado. Kind of surprising. I never really saw CU as a, as a serious option for him, but who knows?
0: Yeah, I'm, you know, talking to Brew on the show, he talked about how he's looking for the perfect fit for himself. And, and a kid like Brew is thinking outside of football, I know football is inclusive in the decision, but I think he's thinking outside of football. I think he's thinking depth chart. I think he's thinking education, atmosphere, environment, life after football. So uh, Colorado, like you said, GB, in the past, and I said beautiful place in Boulder, Mm -hmm. uh, Denver down the street and around the corner, Colorado Springs as well. So it's a really nice area to play ball, go to school, and advance yourself, advance your life. So Brew, uh, looking at the Colorado Buffs.
1: Yeah, I still think USC will be the team to beat for Big Brew. But shoot, take a visit to Boulder. Yeah, no question. One of my favorite college towns that I've been to.
0: You, really quickly, Greg, I want to yeah. get back to Micah Pittman. You talked about his top ten. I have it right here. Oh, cool. Read that off. Alabama, Florida, Georgia, LSU, Michigan – Nebraska, Notre Dame, Ohio State,
1: Washington State, and the UCLA Bruins. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Top ten for Micah Pittman. And I don't know if even all those schools have even offered yet. So I think he, you know, kind of some of those schools on the list are schools that he likes, and, yep. and if they offer, they'll stay on it. And if not, they'll be they'll be cut. So, Micah's is a pretty intriguing kid, pretty intriguing wide receiver. Uh, so those are the guys who visited. We had a couple new offers went out. Michael Martinez. I know as a guy you love. Yeah. Saw him this past weekend playing for Ground Zero. We took an early exit from the tournament. Yeah, I heard. Like, one and done. We'll talk about that. That was University of Virginia. Yeah. GZ had the number one seed out of pool play. They hey. lost to the 16th seed, who was guess who? University of Maryland at... <laughs> <laughs> they lost to Premium's second team. I think they call them Dime. So as you know, if, if you ever venture over to, you know, Sports Unlimited message board, those two... Organizations don't love each other all that much. That's a nice way of putting it. Players and, and a lot of the parents are cool, but yeah, a lot of the organizational heads don't love each other. So to kind of see their their B team, their 2020 team, yeah, take out the number one seeded team, GZ. Uh, I think well, they're feeling pretty good about themselves, and my, my boy Almond Hawkins was not feeling. That good about himself. He's a little, little downtrodden when I spoke to him after the event.
0: Well, that's all right. I mean, listen, every everybody takes the L. It's not about taking the L. It's about how you bounce back. I know passing downs coming up, but we're gonna get to that, Greg. Don't get us off. Don't get us off kilter here. So, Michael baby. Martinez, anyways, yep. for
1: ground zero, got an offer from UCLA. Uh, that was big for him. Cal and Oregon were the uh, early offers, but UCLA had a good long talk. That's the only uh, only tight end they've offered so far. And UCLA really, really unique strategy this year in terms of you know how they're offering players. in years past, it was just they just threw offers out to everybody. Yeah, and it, it was almost like they didn't mean much. They didn't; ha- that, those offers didn't have much value because if I'm a DB, I got offered. Does it mean much to you? If, you know, 80 other DBs got an offer too from that same school. So I think this year, the strategy is: hey, we want all of our offers to be committable. Yeah, and for those who, who are listening. Well, aren't all offers committable? No, absolutely not. <laughs> no. The majority are not committable. The majority offers are, hey, here's an offer. Now we're going we're gonna to evaluate you. Right. After we've already offered, now we're going to see if we really want you. We're interested. I think UCLA is actually going to try to make their offers mean a lot. Yeah, they've only, they haven't they have offered a quarterback yet. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they've even offered a running back yet. They've offered only a couple receivers, a couple DBs, now one tight end. So, uh, Jaden Daniels, speaking of the quarterbacks, uh, told me the school's on him the hardest right now. Or Georgia, Cal, USC, Oregon, Utah, Penn State, Alabama, Ohio State, Florida, and Florida State. I said, that's a big list, Jaden. I go, who's really focusing on you? Who seems to be talking to you the most? He said, Ole Miss, Georgia, USC, and uh, over spring break. He wants to visit the Florida Gators. Nice. He said, maybe Arizona and Arizona State as well, since it's, it's pretty close. Tariq Luckett, had another great tournament for him. Always fun watching him. He said, Oregon State and Colorado of the two schools on him the hardest. Really? Oregon State and Colorado. They both have offered. He said Arizona too, but no offer yet from U of A. So I'm saying U of A, you need to offer Tariq Luckett yesterday. That's interesting. No disrespect to U of A because we both have friends in the staff. Sure. But you're not Alabama. So you can't be too picky. Tariq Luckett is a guy who likes you. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to do a whole lot better than Tariq Luckett to have to
0: make a call to this those Aztecs over there. Yeah, this and, guy you is know. But Listen, I met with those coaches no longer than a, you know a month ago, and the first person they mentioned was Tariq Luckett to me. So uh, I know he's really high on their board. I know they really, really like him, as they you know blistered me with questions about his game and uh, what they feel he, what I feel he can and can't do, and so on and so
1: forth. But that's interesting. Arizona, so that's they think of you as, as an evaluator if you're. you're, you're Blessing the kid and they're saying, okay, well, we're not gonna offer that guy. Maybe you should've said you don't like him, they would've offered coach. Hey man, that could be right, could, be, could it. be true. How about Chad Johnson? How about Chad Johnson? Chad Johnson says, ASU and Oregon State are the two schools on him the hardest. Chad is a 2020 receiver out of Venice whose dad was Chad Johnson Sr. Right. Went to Santa Monica, went yeah. to Oregon State, won a Fiesta Ball, went to the Bengals. Some people say, maybe he had the best little feet in the NFL at his time. Could beat you in a phone booth. Yeah. His feet were so good. You couldn't touch him. Couldn't touch him. He said his favorite coach right now to talk to is Antonio Pierce, the new ASU linebacker coach who we're gonna get on the show at some point in time. But Oregon State is the dream school because that's where his dad went. Go Beavs. That'll be interesting if the beeves can pull that one off. Yeah, no question. How about Joey Yellen, who <clears throat> looked really, really good playing for Pro-A, him and DJ, Woogie uh took turns, alternated every possession. Okay he got his first offer from Brown tell you what Joey's better than Brown no offense to Brown it's a great Ivy League school but Joey Joey's a guy who throws about as pure a ball as I saw with the weekend I mean he can spin the football yeah really really throws a nice looking ball I think San Jose State could be close though okay San Jose State could be close and, again, he has a senior year, Greg. I mean, do, do you need the early offers
0: right now? Does it really mean that you much? You don't need them, but if you're a quarterback,
1: yeah. quarterbacks are a different breed. They kind of get off the they board early. in spring yeah, and summer. So. I get it. Everything's fast-forwarded for them. I got you. Mikael Wright said recruiting him the hardest is Oregon, Arizona, UCLA, Bama, USC. Look out for Tosh Lupoi. Those are the ones. He said Tosh hits him up all the time. I said, "Who's here? who are you here? from Bama? He goes, ah, oh, the guy. I can't pronounce his name. So, Tosh Lupoy goes, Yeah, he texts me all the time. He's gonna visit USC pretty soon here, and uh, he really likes Oregon and Dante Williams. He, I think that's the guy recruiting the hardest right now. KJ Trujillo, who transferred at a Servite recently to Orange Lutheran, yeah, he said he's got two schools. He's going to the Oregon Spring Game, yeah, he's got an official visit to Colorado, nice in April as well. Okay, you can start taking officials now in April, yeah, those are the two. Also likes TCU, they haven't offered yet, but right now it's going to be an early decision for him. He's going to be an early grad, Oregon or Colorado for KJ Trujillo. That's nice. How about that, Josh Delgado, IMG Academy, formerly of St. John Bosco. I like Josh. Always oh, going to be a, a a brave to me. Chachi said USC in Washington. Nice. Are the two schools making a push for him? He visited UCF on Monday. They offered him. Um, but I got the I got kind of a You know it's always been Washington That's always been his top school The Huskies But he had a really good visit To USC a couple weeks ago And said he really liked it there A lot And being away from home Sometimes kind of Almost makes you feel Like maybe you want to go back And yeah, live you miss in it a little bit. Your own stopping grounds Exactly How about Westlake DB Cameron Fabi-Kelan And he's got Oregon And Washington Recruiting him the hardest He's gonna to go to the Oregon spring game. Yeah, that date is April 21st. Remember that date because everybody seems to be going to that Oregon spring game this year. Keith. We might need the host from there. GB. <laughs> what Do you think? Take a the little, show on the road. Do a little something there. Yeah. So Washington was always the leader for him, but Oregon is kind of making a comeback. He's getting double teamed by two guys who kind of know what they're doing: Keith Hayward and Dante Williams. Oh, no question. UW is uh, is Jimmy Lake, who doesn't miss on too many guys that he really, really loves. Will Harris as well. Will. My guy. My guy. I know that
0: they love Cam, though. I know that they love Cam personally, so I know they're going to come after him
1: super hard. They are. So I think it's down to those two, although there's a couple other schools kind of kind of just hanging around. But uh, I believe those are the two. How uh, about a new offer for 2020? I got a familiar, familiar last name, John Humphreys, Colonel Del Mar, two-way player, receiver, offered by Cal. He's the younger brother of former – modern-day monarch, and current Duke linebacker Ben Humphreys. Yeah. Ben was one of my favorite players a few years ago. But John might even be a better football player. I remember him when he was a freshman. Which is saying yeah. something, yeah. Yeah. Because he's been ben playing is since good. he was
0: a freshman, I think, on varsity. Yes. If I remember correctly.
1: Yes, he's a sophomore now. Yep. He's playing a little bit of linebacker safety, plays receiver, big old 6'5 kid with nice. some uh, some length and just a good athlete. About Braden Huffman Dixon at Mater Dei. That's kind of weird for me to say because he played at Roosevelt last year with Chase Williams, but he's at Mater Dei now. Uh, Oregon, ASU, Nebraska, and Colorado are the schools prioritizing him. Right. So you're kind of seeing the same schools right now for the, a lot of. It's interesting. A lot of the local players aren't mentioned in USC and UCLA right now as far as schools hit them up the hardest. USC is always a little bit later. Right. You know, they kind of like to you know, take their time because they can afford to. And I already mentioned UCLA's philosophy is they're gonna kind of really wait and do their evaluations as well. So, but he visited ASU a few weeks ago, Huffman Dixon did, and he loved ASU. But Oregon, ASU, Nebraska, Colorado are all on him pretty heavily. And that might be about it. I mean, I could keep going, but who wants to, who wants to keep listening to me? No, you so, know what? That,
0: that was a good that was a, a good deal. That's a good, that's a good right number right there. there.
1: That's good. So it's called a called a day. Yeah,
0: so before we kind of move on to the next segment, GB, Modern Day got another transfer in yeah, a big kid from yeah. Northern California. Capital uh, Christian. Is it Aaron Bennett? Is that his name? I believe that's what his name was. I think was. his name was. a big six foot three, three hundred yeah. pound kid. So another kid transferred into Santa Ana Modern Day, a big upfront interior line guy. They had a guy at
1: Capitol a couple of years ago, Nifey Lalau. Yeah, Lalau. I remember that name. Nifei. Yeah. I think he ended up going to Vanderbilt. We thought he was a Stanford guy, but he ended up going to uh, to Vandy. So they get some guys out of there. Well, they're uh, losing some guys out of there now. Yeah. I hear there's
0: a story behind that. Um, but, you know, I haven't confirmed anything, so I won't speak on it. But I know the, the kid has had some issues. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's had some issues. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that all plays out in modern day. But – Uh, Aaron Bennett, the new modern-day Monarch. Moving right along. We got a sleeper of the week, GB. Okay. Let's get to it. It's time for our sit and sleep sleeper of the week. Really want to thank our guy Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and
1: Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, Thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow. Within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and sleep.
0: They'll beat anyone's advertised price or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. All right. Our Sleeper of the Week this week hails from the Ventura area. We're going to go to Pacifica High School in Oxnard. O-line, D-line, two-way player, Armando Cifuentes. A 2019 kid, 6'3", 300 pounds, 300 plus pounds, semi-athletic, very, very physical, two-way player, so he doesn't get a rest, but as a mean streak, he's nasty at the edge of the whistle. Uh, He's got good feet. He can bend. Definitely think he's an interior line player. I don't think he's a defensive tackle. He moves well, but not that well. I think he's an offensive guard at the next level, but he's a road grader, man. He gets low, he gets off the ball, and he punishes people on contact. Coaches, college coaches that are listening. Armando Cifuentes, two-way O-line, D-line kid, 2019, out of Pacifica Oxnard High School. Congratulations. You're this week's Sleeper of the Week. Before we move on to the Adidas Tournament Recap GB, I want to give a big shout-out to uh, our East Coast listeners So Got a text yesterday From a relative of mine that Says man A lot of these guys In New York Are listening to the show I sent it to you GB And, and quite frankly I was a little bit Shocked and surprised <laughs> They like listening To West Coast football And West Coast recruiting talk But uh Shout out to all those guys On the East Coast Those coaches And those players That are giving us a listen Out there in New York We appreciate you And uh like I said, GB, at some point in time, we're going to have to put this show on the road, baby. We're going to have to make a stop in every big city in America and bring the transparent truth along with us. I think that might be up in the cards for us. You think so, huh? I might have to pack your bags, man, bring the kids. It's pretty ambitious of you, Keith. Well, I'm an ambitious type of guy, GB. You know, you, you think big, you get big. Yeah, You think small, you get small. That's the way life goes. <laughs> so let's talk Adidas tournament, GB. You were there. <laughs> I, I wasn't. Dead. I've got questions for you, but why don't you
1: just fire start us- them off? Well, why don't you just start us off with an overview? Overview of what was a really solid tournament. The guys at Adidas do a, do a nice job. Only only it was funny, I was talking to <coughs> Ryan Lacey, who's one of the, you know, buddy oh, coaches uh, coaches who helps over at Adidas. <coughs> and I go, hey man, great, great tournament. I go, only negative, I usually judge a tournament by how long it takes me to get there. <laughs> right? The closer the tournament, the better it is. There's no question. The longer my drive, you know it's just okay for me. It took me two hours to get to freaking Cal go. Oh my gosh. That's why I didn't go. Traffic yeah. was bad. Even at that time of day, which was yeah. like 10 o'clock in the morning. Wasn't gonna do it. Two hours. Wasn't gonna do An it. Hour and a half to get home. Yeah. I'm like, dude, last year I think it was at Downey High School, which was 20 minutes away. Right. I go, okay. you know, it next year. The final final one they're doing is gonna be at El Camino. So it's that's not terrible. Too bad. That's yeah. gonna be the national one with, you know, teams from Texas and Florida and I all those you. teams. So I feel that's gonna be a better one. Yeah. Because my drive is gonna be significantly cut in half. Yeah. But kidding? other than the drive it was good, it was solid. Uh premium on their third tournament in a row. I don't think they've lost a game. Not a tournament, they haven't lost a game yet. Yeah. I'm curious if they're gonna be playing in the passing down this weekend because Modern Day's got a team entered in this tournament. And if Modern Day has, has a team, that means their quarterback Bryce Young will be playing with Modern Day. And Bryce is is pretty good at these tournaments. <laughs> Considering he's been in a championship or yeah. won the
0: championship of every tournament every that he's ever tournament, been in. Crazy. So yeah,
1: he's pretty good. But it was kind of cool. We had an all Southern California final between Pro Way, yeah. which is Derek Holmes, versus Premium Gas, which is Malik and Milvon James. Premium just loaded. They, they were missing Micah Pittman, Brew McCoy, and Kyle Ford, and they still didn't really skip too much of a beat. Yeah. You know, they got Randy Rivera, a little, little small slot guy. I know who like he is. Always makes a lot of plays. He yeah. came up big. I thought they are going down to Tracy Ford. In the semifinals, FSP. FSP. Okay. Tracy's got some dudes. No question. Young team G Scott. Made an unbelievable catch in the end zone over Mikael Wright, who was un- unbelievable. So if you're doing some stuff against Mikael Wright, G Scott, he's a baller, really good. They got a lot of good young players, and, and all those ch- teams, it's it's interesting. We either you see the Oregon team or like the NorCal teams. Yeah, they play like it's their Super Bowl, man. They play so hard. Really, they they just fired up, man. Yeah, well, I think they, you know, most teams they probably kind of come out here and they kind of feel like they're hey, overlooked. You know, they're overlooked. Yeah. So Tracy's teams, they're so well coached. They look like a seven-on-seven seven team versus like a lot of individuals kind of running routes. Right, right. I mean, they rub like they do like the perfect little rub routes. Okay. So you they know, spend some time in they the They got lab. a little seven-on-seven seven offense that's really tough. Good. A lot of little little you know short dump offs. You know they get their first downs Absolutely. and they, you know throw it to G. Really good fundamentally sound. So they're up by a point. They have the ball. Now you get two points for a three-and-out. Okay. I'm not a huge fan for for getting points yeah, that no, way. Yeah, me, Like if you want to give points for interceptions, oh. Okay. But for a punt? Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, so there was like a 40 seconds left. Yeah. They got the lead. One point. They got to get a first down. And Max Williams makes an unbelievable play. Yeah, Max was, was really, really good. If I would have given a defensive MVP, it probably would have been to Max. Okay. He made some clutch plays where, I mean, he leaped, mm-hmm. tipped the ball away. That would have been a first down game over. Right, game would have been over. And He knocked it Instead, away. Instead, tipped it away. Yeah, that's your three now. Now being down. Now they're up one. Yeah, so they just kind of killed the clock and they end up going to the finals. That was the semifinal game. But uh, Tracy Ford, man, I really liked his team. I was hoping to see Keely Ringo. I heard he was going to play in that play for them. Yeah, he's for errors. He's like our number six player in the 2020 class. Right. I know we said we weren't gonna probably talk about the 2020 class today, but, but, no, but okay. eventually Keely Rango yeah. is a 6'2 yeah. corner who's gonna probably run 10 500 meters. He sounds like an Isaac Taylor Stewart clone. 2020 is that? I, I said by, from what I what I see on film, what I've heard from people in person, he's a little little more natural, and instinctive as okay. a as a core, not just an upside guy, but he's a he's a yeah. now guy. Okay. He wasn't there. Okay. unfortunately. That was part of the reason why I drove the two hours was I wanted to see this kid. Yeah. Like I've already seen all these Southern California kids, but I want to see right. some of the Washington kids. It was good to see G. Scott, though, man. He was good. G has been a ball. But Sam made a play. Sam made a play. Max made a play. Big time hey, players. moved on to the final. Yep. And then Pro Way took on a really good Nevada team that had some of those guys that we saw, some of those Desert Pine guys that we saw, and some of the Bishop Gorman guys. Michael Bowens was playing quarterback. Was that the phase one team? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I knew Solomon's brother was playing quarterback because yeah, Michael was a little bit dinged up. Okay, I forget what his name is, but he's on his brother pretty good. He's pretty good. Okay, yeah. How did Darnell Washington look? He didn't come. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. So you tell me, Keeley Ringo wasn't there, no. and Darnell Washington? Two wasn't there. The elite guys were not there. Jaden King was really good. He's the, he's the other sophomore running back. But they again, that Nevada team—they just play so dang hard. I think they so they end up they were up late uh, against pro Way. and then. Gary Bryant, who was a phenomenal all-tournament, too. Yeah. Gary was really, really good. He made a, t- a, t- a touchdown catch on the last play of the game. And they were just, you know, because there was a lot, a lot of jaw jacking. Yeah, they, and, mo- they mobbed the field. Oh, it was just a mob on the field. Yeah. Mob on the field. So, um, I think there was like 18 P.I. calls on the last drive for both really? teams. Refs just started throwing flags, P.I. He breathed on, a, breathed on a guy they called the P.I.
0: Yeah, but you can't have it both ways. I mean, we know these guys got a clutch grab and hold. Yeah.
1: What do you want the refs hey, You did? know me, man. I'm No one's more against clutching and grabbing and holding yeah. than I am.
0: But the refs were really picky that last time. They were drive. calling
1: some – Everything. They, they called one on steel when it was absolute beautiful coverage. It was a deep ball. Chris rode the guy out of bounds. He couldn't have played it any perfectly. Flag. Hmm. That's how they scored their game, their, their go-ahead touchdown. Yeah. So then Proby got the ball, and it was just like, Flag flag i think i don't think they completed it. they went like 40 yards however long the field was completing the, Without pass. completing the pass until the final one to sounds gary it. sounds like Bryan. a little bit of a makeup call then maybe yeah makeup drive how about but that? it was cool uh, like you said bryce um how good was he he was he was good you know i i, I talked to bryce he doesn't like oh you know, you're having fun you almost look bored like i want to see bryce a little bit more like game like yeah you know he's, he kind of stands flat foot in the pocket I go, dude, be on your toes. Like, be like you would in a game. Like, be looking this way. Hold the ball up here, not so far down here. Yeah. When he misses, he misses high because the ball, he holds the ball so low, he kind of sells him a little bit. But he always makes the plays to win the game. Yeah. He always makes the play. But the cool thing was, so, we, so they played pro way. who had DJ. Yeah. So it was kind of like Bryce versus DJ. Although um, they alternated between Joey, Yellen, yeah, and, and, and DJ. Both those two guys played, played, played well throughout the tournament.
0: You bring up an interesting point really quick. Mm-hmm. Does Bryce look bored? You know, he I've, did look I don't know if I, he was. I, yeah. But he looked it. I've long thought that this circuit can really exhaust guys mentally and psychologically. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that out of Jalen Hall to where he just was not engaged his last year on the circuit. Yeah. Bryce has been on the circuit his whole life. Yes, eighth grade. Basically. And I saw that in one tournament that I saw him playing. He just, he didn't look like he was having a blast. Yeah. He didn't look like it was a huge challenge for him. It was just, you know, I'm out here just because because I'm out here. Mm-hmm. So, that's something, that's something that, that people
1: need to think about for sure. Oh, no, for sure. That's why I don't ever take too much out of it. No. Because some guys are fired up to play. Other guys just aren't. Yeah. And so, yeah, if a guy gets beat a few times, doesn't really mean a whole lot for me. No. Only because you know, if Bryce throws a pick, which I don't know if he did, I'm just saying if he were to or if DJ, even DJ, I mean, he's out there and he's always going to play hard. But DJ's so mellow anyway. Yeah. But like, I think those guys are just kind of built, like, they're like, I'm ready for like real football. Yeah. That's the sense I got from kind of from both of them. I can imagine. I think DJ, this is good for DJ though, because I want DJ to, to, I think for seven on seven, one thing is good for you is, is taking a, a real drop. Looking, you know, scanning the defense, being yeah. able to, you know, go through progression, make quick decisions. I think quarterback play can actually be helped a little bit, but uh, yeah, Bryce, uh, they, they still won. Premium still won. Kind of think who else that I liked. Max was really good. Mikael Wright, um, Tariq Luckett, yeah, Huffman Dixon, Randy Rivera made plays for them. There's a little bit of discussion going on right now in our favorite message oh, board. I saw that top.
0: Receiver, receiver in Southern
1: California. Yeah, Jay Mitch loves to stir it up. Yeah, Jay Mitch, you love to st- I'm talking to you, Jay Mitch. That's my guy, so I could say that. <laughs> no question, Mitch. Uh, coaches, sorry. coaches are like parents. They all have blinders on to their kids, though. Let's then, be real. No question. And, and love to Reg
0: Luckett. We've, Absolutely. we've loved him for Absolutely. the last you know year. Absolutely. Uh, but there, there's a little debate out there. Who's yeah. a top wide receiver? i go with Brew McCoy, even though he's not necessarily yeah. considered a full-time receiver. He's more of yeah. an athlete. Yeah. If I say, hey, if, if third he and plays place. Rece- right.
1: Fourth quarter. I'm going to Brew McCoy. You're going to go to Brew McCoy. I'm going to you brew McCoy. Any receiver, too big, too fast, too strong. You're going to say, okay, third and eight, we need a first down. Fourth and eight, you need a first down. Your first pick is I'm Brew. brew. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to Brew.
0: Yeah. I love Michael Pittman. I love Kyle Ford. Those three guys. Yeah. Behind those guys, I think Luckin and Darren Jones in that 2019 class. But I tell you what,
1: 2020 got a, they got a guy who might leapfrog all those guys. Oh, Johnny Wills. Johnny was there, but he's got, he's got a shoulder. Yeah, so he hasn't been. He heard it in the uh, pylon, and I want to say I'm so conditioned to say Vegas. He heard it in Mesquite. Mesquite. Yeah. Good looking guy though. I'm like, dude, Johnny, you're looking kind of big. He's like, he's 215 now. Dude, I think he's Keyshawn Johnson. He's like, I don't want to get too big. He's Keyshawn Johnson. Is who he is. Johnny's good. No, and then I saw, you know, Gary Bryant got thrown in there. Love Tell Gary. Tell you what, man, Gary had the best tournament really? I've if you, ever if, seen him if, play. If, if there
0: was an offensive MVP, would he have been in your guy? Would he have been your guy?
1: Uh, maybe. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously the the tradition is you give it to the winning. Yeah, but yeah, we're not right? tradition. This is the transparent truth. So, I mean, Bryce was the game-winning quarterback, but I, I think Gary might have been the guy. Best offensive guy there. He might have been the best offensive guy. Yeah. He was G-Scott, consistently maybe? opening. G. Scott was, was in the discussion for okay. sure. Um, Brayden Leibrock, Leibrock, however you say his name, Arizona tight end. Okay. Out of Chandler. He oh, played the one that, that everybody likes. Oh, this guy was really good, too. How big is he? 6'5". Okay, legit. 6'5", legit. That's yeah. a Nike height and weight. Yeah. I think he's probably 220. Nice. But real, the word I always use, fluid. Okay. He's not a stiff route run at all. Basketball player? I don't know. Okay. Looks like it. Yeah. I mean, he's real just, you know, he's got Hefty. natural movement to Hefty. him. Hefty. yeah. Yeah, I like it. Lybrock was such a stud, and he's a tight end that's blowing up right now. So Gary could have been the guy easily. I mean, he made plays against everybody. Love Gary Bryant. I mean, he's... He's going to be a spread coach's yeah. dream at the yep. next level man. Hopefully he's got a uh, he's got a growth spurt. He's got some long arms. I don't yeah. know, you know, obviously, you know, Pops Gary Senior isn't uh, you know, where right now with Shaq. Yeah. Right, you right. said Will I went with Shaq. We went for the same same center for the Lakers, just yeah. a different generation, but Gary man, he knows how to get open and he catches the ball consistently. Yeah, he's a baller. That pro-way secondary was good. They so they had uh Chris Adamora, Cameron Williams, from Bakersfield and Chris Steele. Yeah. All in that secondary. Okay. But they, it's kind of cool what they do. They rotate everybody. Okay. So everybody plays. You know, it's kind of like how I my I respect so- that. Yeah, I mean, I do not respect it for my son's soccer team this past year. But in 7-on-7, seven seven, I'm, I'm okay with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, in 7-on-7. Seven seven. Everybody's playing. Derek just, Derek's good people, man. He takes care of those guys. Good. But all those guys were, were really good. Um I hate doing recaps from because I always feel like I'm forgetting guys. No, I mean and listen, after the fact, you're like, oh, what about that guy and what yeah. about this guy? Well,
0: let's talk about a little bit of the, of the, of the other teams that were there. So yeah.
1: FSP was there and Premium yeah. was there and yeah. Ground Zero. Pre- how did let's talk about Ground Zero? Yeah, so they, did, they were great. They beat everybody by 20 points. That's how they got to. The, so you know, it's in pool play, play. And then you see them by based on point differential, they got the number sure. one seed. They're UVA, they're Virginia, right? And then they played a fired up premium dime team that's got some really good young players. 2020. Yeah. I mean, all those guys got, have offers. Yeah. Right? Josh Jackson. Yeah. Um, Ron Gilliam. Ron Ron was there. Doug yeah. Rumfield was playing quarterback looking pretty, had a pretty good day. Yeah. Uh, gosh. I was on that 2020 team. They, I know they've got players. I they mean, they're loaded dudes.
0: with talent. There's no question. So they have dudes. They, they played ground zero in the first round of the tournament
1: and he, they knock so them they were out. they the 16th seed. Was it a close game? Was it kind of a it was a close game. Premium was up okay. by, I want to say, two touchdowns. This was a little bit of controversy, but not by the refs. This okay. is by me. Okay, go with it. So, ground zero scores late. Um, They get a turnover, and there's like 30 seconds left. They get down to the one-yard line. Okay. Mind you, Michael Martinez, they're covering him like a blanket. But because he's 6'6 and 250... He still probably had three or four catches in the previous drive where yeah. perfect coverage. He just kind of reaches out and says, thank you. I'm bigger and stronger than you are. So they got a P.I. They're on the last play of the game. Time expired. They got a P.I. They're on the one-yard line. Okay. Now, you got a 6'6", 250-pound tight end. You've got Rob who's Gronkowski. Who's just a mismatch, right? You've got Gronkowski, yes. We're all saying, dude, I know I'm going with the football. Right. Where, where did they end up going with the football? Not to Michael Martinez. Interesting. They threw the ball into, the like triple coverage. And yeah. I'm going, Okay. What was that? Reminds you know me saying?
0: of reminds me of that Valencia calabasas oh, game where we yeah. thought they you know what they I mean ran the ball with
1: Javon Wilson. Yeah, big physical back
0: it. on fourth and one.
1: Yeah. At least you can kinda of justify Larry Muir, who I love as a coach, said, you know what, the whole stadium knew that we're you know we're gonna go there. We thought we could pop it. I don't know how you don't justify throwing the ball to Michael Martinez. Just put him out wide. And throw a jump Even ball. if they got two or three guys Doesn't on him. Doesn't matter. None of those DBs they had. And this is their 2020 guys. They didn't have, you know, Matt, Mikhail Wright or any of these. Yeah. Th- Fabi Kilanen. Cam had a really good tournament. Thanks for bringing him up. Okay, Cam great. was really good. Um,
0: and they just went they in another went,
1: direction. Went in their direction. Incomplete pass. Game over. You yeah. know, obviously the... Th- they're on the field screaming and yelling. It was just, you know, they're going home early, so. A good old 7 on 7. Yeah, but ground zero, I mean, Justin, your guy Justin Falow was there. Um, How'd he look? He looked good. You know, he's scary. <laughs> he, he's, the guy, when the guy runs his route, he does like 18 moves behind the line of scrimmage. Because he don't want He no, does not want no to get past that line of scrimmage because yep. he knows this guy's gonna literally swallow him up good. and spit him out. Good. That's how you play. But he got hit in the face. It was a cross. It was an intention, But I think it might have either been, either been Beavs, Anthony Beavers, uh-huh. or Ron. One of those guys did like a crossing route. They yeah. ran into each other like one of the first place of the game. Yeah. And I think it was, I think it was Beavers' head hit Flo's face. Yeah. And I could tell he was kind of shaken up a little bit. Yeah. He still played through it. But like the rest of the game, that was the, that was the game against Ground Zero. That's the game he was kind of just like kind of kind of woozy, woozy. kind of out of it. Yeah. Yeah, um, if we a doctor guy in the coming, building, can we check this kid for a concussion? Maybe. I mean, he wasn't concussed, but you could tell you get hit in the nose, your eyes yeah. kind of get all swollen, and he just looked like he was kind of out of it. Like, I could tell if that was if he was still fired up. The next play he would have probably ended someone's life. Yeah. Because I mean, you, it wasn't a crackback block, but it yeah. was like a and round. Guys, guys running into each other. Guys running into each other. Sure. Which is taught. Jeremiah Creel had another good tournament. Sean Dollars was good for GZ. Um, How did LB Buckley play? Elvi was good. He was probably their. He was probably their go-to receiver than Martinez, but they need. They need another receiver for GZ. They need yeah. like Darren Jones. Yeah, who they had in Vegas. Slash no question. Mesquite. Mesquite. <laughs> they need him. They need. A, they need a big guy. Yeah, who can kind of get down the fit a little bit. You know, uh, premium has Huffman Dixon, who's 6'2", Tariq Luckett, 6'2". Yeah, they got some guys that can stretch it's, the field. They got some bigger guys that you need, you need to kind of need that length in 7-on-7 seven because seven it's so congested in there. Yeah. Right? That's where tight ends are, are pretty good in 7-on-7 seven seven yeah. play. So, they usually have a – what do they usually have? Do they have a go-to receiver? I mean, other than LV? No, I think – I mean, Elias Ricks, I was saying – I was literally saying, Elias, go – go. I was like trying to get him I like, go sub yourself in. <laughs> Okay, you're 6'2", and he, he's gifted. I go, just you sub yourself, man. I told Cradell the same thing. You're go, one
0: of those parents, man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I go, hey, Jeremiah, all that practice you got last year, playing receiver the whole entire season instead of corner. Go, get on the field. I go, get on the field right now. He goes, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Yeah. So they all wanted it. I mean, they they all wanted it pretty badly. How do Elias play? Really good. Yeah. I mean, for me, he's a he's an elite 2020 corner. Green Warren? Very good. Yeah. Yeah, those guys are good. Sounds good, Good, good players play good. Good players you know do play good. So good players know how to play good in yeah. pads, without pads. Yep. They always play hard. Yeah. You know, Max always plays so hard. Yeah. Steele plays hard. Yeah. Um Chris Adamora plays hard. Darren Green Warren plays hard. They don't, yeah. they don't, they're not out there just goofing around. Yeah. Um, that's what I liked about, you know, some of the pro-way guys. They, they were getting crushed. I think it was a two-touchdown game. It felt like it was an eight-touchdown game and they were playing premium in the final. Mm-hmm. But I still liked how a lot of those guys were still, like, not just beating around. Really they were still hard. competing really hard. Yeah.
0: Sounds good, man. But so that's our Adidas recap. Thanks, GB. Yeah. You always do a great job reporting back. Even though you can't recall everything, you recall the most important things, and that's what matters, my friend. Uh, So that kind of does it for the show. It's a little short show today. Uh, Get with us on Friday. We got a terrific interview with Coach Manny Douglas from Narbonne, a.k.a. Warbon, and all the things from this two-time state championship coach. He's going to be sharing with us about past, present, and future of Narbonne football, also the plethora of transfers that they've gotten in and how they've reloaded to make another city championship and state championship run we appreciate you for joining us here on the transparent truth follow us on facebook instagram twitter and now you can catch us on youtube catch us on youtube you can follow the show on youtube every episode it's gonna be dropping on youtube i'm gonna be sharing via twitter please go out and support the show we really really appreciate you without further ado from my partner greg biggins it's your boy coach keith There's a new sheriff in town And his name's Reggie Hammond Y'all be cool